You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Thursday, listeners. How's it going? How's your week doing? Hi, Rob. Hi, Kevin. My week is fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah. I hope everyone is uh, in the listening land is having a wonderful week. We have our Throwback Thursday episode today. Yay! Yes, we do. I have to apologize. I have a um, a, a lozenge. A, a loss. I have a dry throat, so I have a lozenge, like an old oh. person. Are you feeling a little under the weather? You okay? No, I don't know what it is. I think for the past couple of days, because I've been doing so much yelling and screaming, you've been working your butt off, Rob. So it's a little, it's a little hoarse now at this yeah. point. Yeah. So Aww. for my older listeners, I sound like old Jerry Lewis because there <laughs> there's there's two Jerry Lewises. There's two Jerry Lewises. <laughs> this is in the context of the podcast, folks. There's two Jerry Lewises. There's young Jerry Lewis, who you see in right. the movies, who's like, I had a lady, I have one, <laughs> which apparently people thought were funny at some point. I don't know why. It was the 50s. Um, and then there was like older, arrogant Jerry, who always had a lozenge in his mouth. And you could always hear it like rattling around when he criticized people. Like when he said, women aren't funny. If you remember that controversy, when he was like, women aren't funny, he said it with... Women are funny <laughs> with the lozenge going around in his mouth. So you're old Jerry today. So today it's old Jerry. It's old Jerry. All right. Yay. All right. Although okay. I'm sorry, I know he's dead. We shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but I don't want to hear from Jerry Lewis that women aren't funny. You give me Carol Burnett, Joan Rivers, or Tina Fey any day, any day of the week, o- yeah. over him falling downstairs going, "I defy you, lady." <laughs> I'm sorry that. I'm sure he was great in Hell's a Poppin' and Damn Yankees. <laughs> like 40 years apart. 40 too. years apart. He likes to make you wait for it. God. We heard some good stories of him and Damn Yankees, I think, from uh, one of our interviewees. John Bolton. John yeah, Bolton. that's right. John Bolton gave, yeah. us, gave us some good stories about him. Boy, that, you just pulled that out really quickly. I'm impressed. I could not remember who it was. Kevin, I listen when they talk. I listen well, when I, they talk. I don't know what you're doing. I'm listening to John Bolton. <laughs> 
crossword puzzles, you know, I don't really Kevin's listen. nice. He comes in, he sets up the equipment, then he takes a little nap in the corner, which we try not to talk That's too right. loud to disrupt That's him. Right. <laughs> you know, we don't want to bother anybody. Um, well, I'm excited for our interview today. We have uh, Ernestine Jackson we're going to uh, chat with, talk about some raisin, talk about Guys and Dolls, the ball black Guys and Dolls in 1976. I'm so excited that we got her, Rob. The great Ernestine Jackson. We've been yeah. we've been trying to get her for a long time now. We're yeah. very excited. Um, oh, I wanted to do a little uh, shout out really quickly. We got a package full yeah. of wonderful books. Um, and I was like, we couldn't figure out who sent it to us. And it was one of our great listeners, Catherine. Um, Catherine, thank you so, so much for sending us these lovely books, which is great because it's just like, I love reading. So <laughs> I I will. Just, you, just, you just love it. Yeah. I will devour these books. And it's so nice. We always, Kevin and I always appreciate it when, some, when one of you sends us something really, really sweet. Oh, like my that. goodness. Thank you for it's doing really that because we know it costs money. To yeah. put things in postage and you have to schlep to the post office. But thank you, Catherine. It really does mean the world to us. And, and we thank all of our listeners who are, are as dedicated as Catherine. So yes. thank you. So you all need to send us books. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it was sent to 54 Below, too. So, like, no need to, you know, you just send it there. That's fine. It was waiting for you at 54 Below at the office. It makes me feel it's like great. such a celebrity. So a, a friend of mine was telling me yesterday <laughs> that somebody once sent a letter to Johnny Mercer and just put Johnny Mercer, New York, on the envelope. And I got to him. Those are the old days, you know, when people used to write, you know, letters to the stars. If they were in a show on Broadway, they would write letters to them. I have a lot of friends that used to do that in the 60s, 70s. They would, and and, and stars would write back back then. People would, you know, have exchanges with like, you know, uh, Catherine Hepburn or you know, like they, they. It was just a different time. I mean, now you, what do you do? You go on Facebook and you talk to people that you love, I guess. But it's well, you, you tweet at them. Well, you tweet at them and they tweet you back. Yeah, you're right. I was tweeted once. That was my Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was Gwen Verdon, but that's good. Hey, that Fosse Verdon. Oh, my goodness. How cool is that? I'm so excited about this this TV series that is mainstream America. We literally have a show on TV on FX that's about Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon. What is the world that we are living in? I, I It's amazing. Did you watch the first episode? I did. I'm going to actually watch it again today. I'm that crazy. I wanted, I, I felt like there was a lot coming at me, and I it, it jumps around a little bit. Uh, and so I, I just feel like I, I need to watch it again to, to get it all. But I, it's, I'm just so impressed. I just love it. And Michelle Williams' uh, Gwen Verdon is unbelievable. Her voice, I, it sounds, I don't know, it's really I good. I smell an Emmy. <laughs> She's yeah. really good. She's really – and so is he. Really, I mean he's fantastic, but she like – because, you know, how do you – how do you you know, it's like playing anyone that's like a really famous, iconic figure that is such an individual that no one's ever going to come close to being as special as that person is. Kind of like um, Freddie Mercury. You know, how do you how do you capture, you know, like that kind of personality? And Glenda, I think, is the same way. And boy, does she nail it. I'm just so blown away by it. Yeah, she's Very fabulous exciting. in it. It should be called Verdon, dot, 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 yeah, Verdon, and a guy I'll named see. Bob. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, well, you know, he's who he is because of the women in his life. That's for sure. Yeah, it's int- I'm, I really enjoyed the first episode. I've, I really, really enjoyed the first episode. It was and it was exciting to see. And there's so many theater people popping oh, I up. I love that in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Kelly Barrett, who we just worked with, is playing Liza right. Minnelli. We did, hey, we did a show this week together. We did a show this week. 1964 came back to 54 Below, and it was called Foxy. Johnny Mercer, Robert Emmett Dolan. With a book by Ian McClellan Hunter and Ring Lana Jr. That's, <laughs> Thank you. That was good. I like Thank that. Thank you. That's that's the old timey voice it's that would announce things for you. It was cute. We had a good time. Yeah, and it was so nice. We had so many of our former guests. 
it was either like, on who's stage who? or in the audience. <laughs> that was unbelievable. On Rob. stage, we had Jim Brochu, we had Chip Zine, we had Michael Riedel. Um, I was very, I was very excited. I asked Michael, "How's life going?" And he's like, "Oh, good." He goes, "I'm working on a sequel to the book." So that is great news. So get ready, folks. Oh, get man, that ready. Razz- Razzle Dazzle. And if you haven't read Razzle Dazzle, go out and buy it. It is truly, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it, it is a page turner. It is such a thrilling book. I, I just can't. And I've talked to many people about this, and everyone agree. I mean, it's just, it is just a page turner. I read it in like 24 hours. And in the audience, we had uh, Mark Sendroff, Anita Gillette. Um, um, Josh Ellis, the fabulous Josh Ellis, the great press. Agent. Mel, I think I saw Mel Miller was there. Mel Miller was there. Great Mel Miller. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting people. Um, but it was lovely, 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 and, lovely. And that sweet, that the, the, the boy that, um, uh, Charles. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was so happy to Charles. Hi Charles. It was so awesome to meet him. What a, he's a fan, a listener of the podcast, like so many of you. And he, he came in to see the show and talk to us and boy, it was just so nice to have listeners of all ages in the, yes, in the house. A, the, yes. And uh, guys, you'll, you'll find out who this kid is soon enough because he's a brilliant, brilliant person. <laughs> we'll be working for him. We'll all be working for him at some point. <laughs> we'll all be working for him. So get ready. Uh, but a brilliant young man, really, really brilliant yeah. kid. Um, who uh, apparently he he did a you know in seventh I forget how the story goes but when he was in elementary school he did a book report you know most kids are like you know Curious George and you know <laughs> Bridge to Terabithia if anyone remembers yeah, that Bridge one. to Terabithia um, <laughs> old thanks one. for that that was pulling it back thank that you was, oh so anyway and so but he did a book on he did a book report on one of Peter <laughs> Felicia's <laughs> books oh see that, the classroom must have been so confused At that, are them. you kidding. <laughs> They would have been elated. To I would get, have been lucky to have that. I, yeah. lo- I, I want to go to that school if they're going to say <laughs> you can do a Peter Felicia book report. Um, I want this kid to have his own podcast. He's got such interesting thoughts and interesting ideas. So, what books did they make you read in elementary school? Oh, did you read Charlotte's Web. Uh, yep, yeah, de- definitely read that. Uh, the one about the the dog. Uh, I hated the ones with the animals that died at the end. Where I the was, red fern grows. Yeah. Oh, Is that gosh. it? Yeah, that's it. I don't like that one. Yeah, it's yeah. too sad. That's the same reason why I don't like Bambi. You know, it's just too sad. I can't watch Bambi or ET. Oh, I can't stand ET. Hate that movie. I I'm had still a friend who my looked like ET. <laughs> Seriously, in high school, I had a friend who looked like ET. As a joke, we used to put him in people's rooms and line up like all their stuffed animals and stick his head in the middle, just no. like they did in the ET movie. We thought it was funny. I hope he wasn't scarred by that. I know. I wonder where he is now, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make that joke. I was gonna. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, we got a lot of shows and find out. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> and of course. Sorry. Very quickly. So, Foxy was brought to us by oh, one of our yeah. avid listeners, John Moss, who uh, reconstructed the whole the whole evening, the whole show. Well done, John. Well done, John. Foxy sounds like a seventies porn. Does it? I think so. Yeah, seventies. That's about right. Yeah. Right. Foxy. Nice. She, she's a detective. I, in my version, she's a detective. Ah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right, she's a badass detective. No, I, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. It also could be like a 1980s television series as well. It could, but I don't know who would be in it. Okay. Well, all right. I, then. Well, so thanks, then. everybody. Thanks for listening. Okay. Thanks fun. for listening. Thanks I got nothing else for you. No, okay. I do have something for you. I have a favorite. Oh, no. Before I have a favorite thing, I've yeah. been seeing a lot of theater. You have, and last night we saw Ain't Too Proud, which was really fun. We saw, we saw Ain't Too Proud, which is a yeah. blast, an absolute blast. I had yeah. such a good time. A, I Okay, here's what I'm going to say. 
throwing down the gauntlet. All right, Rob, bring it. I, okay, I, uh, all these reviews, I think, were saying, like, oh, another jukebox musical, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you know what? If you don't like jukebox musicals, guess what? You don't have to go see them. No, don't go. That's real simple. You don't like them, you don't have to go see them. Um, I loved Ain't Too Proud. I think it's sleek. It is stylish. Um, The cast is fabulous. There's so many great performers up there. And I thought it was interesting, the story of The Temptations. I did not know the story of The Temptations. I knew their music. But Des Mackinoff, who directed it, has done such a – he also did Jersey Boys and Summer last year. We'll just focus on Jersey Boys. Um, Yes. Did such great work in keeping this story moving. It flowed. It just flowed. And, and really, it uh, it went by so fast, the evening. I mean, we, the show was over, and I thought, wow, that was that was really streamlined. I mean, it yeah. really – the pace of it was just so perfect. Fab- fabulous pacing and wonderful per- – Derek Baskin oh my um, gosh. is your narrator throughout the evening, um, the original creator of The Temptations. And he is so good, and they sound great, and the choreography is they lovely. They look great, yeah. They yeah. look great. It's just a – so I hear right now it's the highest-grossing show – on Broadway. Oh, and okay. honestly, deservedly. So I think it's fabulous. I have seen a lot of bad bio musicals. We yes, all, yeah. I think we all have, we, we just yeah. sort of mm-hmm. sit there and scratch our head, but this year share coming, the share show and ain't too proud. I think are both really entertaining evenings in the theater. So go, go, I'm, I would, I would heartily and happily recommend this show yeah. to anybody, you know, yeah. I don't think it's going to have trouble. I don't think yeah. it's going to have any trouble. I'm sorry, if tickets. you don't like jukebox musicals, then guess what? Don't go see the jukebox musical. Well, know, and there's a yeah. No, I was going to say you know what you're getting into. So if you don't like it, don't go and don't rain on everybody's parade. Or if you're right. a cri- or if you're a critic and you come in automatically and you're like, I don't like jukebox musicals. Well, then you're already coming in with your hackles up. Maybe you should give the review assignment to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a whole generation of people who grew up with these songs, and it's it's really exciting to see them sung again and to see a little more context and how they got to where they got, you know, in the history of, of, of pop rock and all of that. It's I think it's really a great story. It was. It was also fun to watch a lot of people <laughs> in the audience count on the one and the three. <laughs> that is it. You're right. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know how Dude. the cast was doing it because, like, the audience was literally clapping – out of rhythm the entire oh time. Yes. And I was like, how do you guys stay focused on the right <laughs> rhythm? When Estelle is in the front row, clapping away. Oh, but she's living her best life. She's loving it. She was. She was having a good time. Good time. <laughs> and Jeremy Pope, um, this young actor, my God, is he good. He was in Choir Boy this year. That's that's right. And blew, Boy, me, blew me away in Choir Boy. And then he had like four days off. And then that's right. Jumped into Ain't Too Proud. It's not a bad year for him. No, they say he might be um, one of the only people that'll be maybe nominated twice in a Tony season. Once That'd for be cool. I think like best supporting actor in a musical, and once like best lead actor in a, in a yeah. play. So yeah, let's see. He deserves it. This kid is amazing. Yeah. Did you see yeah. Choir Boy? Did you get a chance? I didn't, God, no, it was good. I didn't, I, yeah, it was and Austin really, Pendleton really was in that, right? Yeah. Austin Pendleton, former guest. Austin Pendleton was in it. His interview was fabulous. I thought he was, was funny. It was an acting masterclass. Yeah. It was, and, and a lot of uh, friends that I know that are friends with him said it was just that's exactly what they expected from him, and it really captured his essence, and I'm, I'm glad we did. A little st- – we can tell the story now because we, we had the interview. So – I, you you may know this or you may not know this. Austin is probably the busiest per artist in New York City. 
because he's all he literally is all over the place. There is not a minute of his uh, time that isn't scheduled. I was just coaching at a, a studio and there was a, a, a flyer hanging up for a showcase. Where, who's in it? Austin Pendleton. Of course <laughs> like he is. Of he course says he yes is. to everything. It's amazing. He's, he's constantly working, constantly busy. It's a lesson to young actors that you say yes, you go out and you do it. You you create your opportunities. It doesn't matter where or what or when, but you just make it happen. You stay active. I mean, it's just very impressive. Uh, great, one hundred and ten percent. And so when we came in, when he came in to be interviewed by us, he came in. And he looked, he looked frazzled, and he said, "I'm so." He goes, "I'm so sorry. We'll start." And I said, "No, Austin, you have a couple of minutes, you know, just so he could like relax and, and regroup." He goes, "Okay, good. I'm going to check my email." He sat there for thirty minutes in silence and just checked his email, <laughs> and we didn't know what to do. We didn't know to be like, "Should we? Should we? Do um, we like like start? Start we? or?" No, uh, do we... he just he just answered his emails for about thirty minutes. It's it's good. It was good. <laughs> made, made, made me happy. Made me an really artist, happy. An artist at work. An artist at work. So anyway, it's a funny <laughs> story. But we literally sat there for half an hour. Saturday night, I saw Tootsie. You did. I did. Oh man, how fun! I mean, you had a good time. I had a great time. Uh, Sarah Styles, folks, um, is in this, and she. For those of you who who know the movie, she plays the Terry Gar role. She plays the girlfriend, the jilted girlfriend. It is one of the funniest performances I've ever seen in a musical comedy. And yes, I'm going to say musical comedy like an old person because I saw it in Boston in 1972. (laughs) At the Colonial Um, Theater. At the Colonial Theater. Um, She is so brilliant in this show. and, And her songs by David Yazbek are so fabulous. She plays this neurotic actress who convinces herself that the worst is going to happen even before she starts whatever she's going to do. It is so funny. This supporting cast in Tootsie is great. It's her, it's um Julie uh Julie Halston mm-hmm. um uh who's who plays the a producer who is one of the funniest it's just a funny show, guys. Yeah, it's yeah. just an absolutely funny show. I am a little confused and I will tell you why. Oh, because um, I posted how much I loved it and I got a bunch of text messages from people saying, are you saying that just to be nice because it's social media? And I said, no, why? And they were like, well, the chat rooms are tearing it apart. I I'm sorry. I'm it's, it's, <laughs> the chat rooms. Yeah, wow. the chat rooms. The, you know. I don't know. We still. Yeah. OK. I was talking about this with somebody. I find it so interesting that, you know, one person can go into a chat room. And say, I don't think the show is good. And you can have 500 people who think the show is wonderful. But that one person, just by putting it out there, suddenly that's accepted as, oh, the show is in trouble. Like right. one, one person, we don't know who they are. Right. They, or they what are. they are or what age they are or what experience they have in going to the theater or anything. They, or they, if they've seen the show. Yes. <laughs> you know, I used to have, okay, I, I won't name names. I used to have a friend who would like go off for two hours about how, why a show didn't work, the, why this didn't work and that didn't work and this didn't work and that didn't work. And I swear to you one time when he was done, I said, well, when did you see the show? And he goes, oh, I mm-hmm. haven't seen it yet. Huh. But I think there's a lot of people out there like that. Well, I think everybody likes to have an opinion, likes to have an point of view, and sometimes having the polar, you know, the polarizing opinion gives them a little more attention and gets them, you know, uh, what they want, you know, which is which is that kind of attention. I think. Yeah, can't it, you just see? Can't you see the show? Like, can't well, you just see the show before you express an opinion on it? So, anyway, the book of Tootsie, I think, is hysterical. It's yeah. it's a really really funny book. It's by the same guy who did Thirteen. 
I found myself laughing so hard during the dialogue. I mean, Yazbek's score is amazing, but this yeah. book is really funny. It feels just like a big old golden age comedy. There's also some controversy about the show. Oh, with I, the, I did with, not know this. With the marketing. With the marketing. Um, it, there's some... Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, folks, because I'm going to be telling you a story and then paraphrasing. There's a T-shirt in the lobby that they sell with the show. And I feel like it has some line like it's not um, – it takes like a real man to be a woman or um, it's – it's uh, being a man is no job for – or being a woman is no job for a man. <clears throat> Something along those lines to fit in with – and if, I'm, if you don't know Tootsie, just in a, in a short version, it's about um, a male actor who dons drag – um, and convinces an entire in this show the the Broadway community that he is a female actress to get um, work yeah. to get work. But he's um, he's straight in the show. It's not you know he doesn't identify as trans. He's he's a straight actor. Um, has a girlfriend, and a lot of the show is about pursuing a, another wo- uh, pursuing a woman. So is it period? Is it, it from like nineteen eighty or is it like today? no? It takes Do you place know what I'm now. Saying? It takes place oh, it now. What okay. they what they've done in the show. Um, if you remember the movie, it took place in the 80s, yep. and um, it was about a soap opera actress. He, uh, Dustin Hoffman dressed as a woman and auditioned for a soap opera, got cast on the soap opera, and got mm-hmm. catapulted to stardom. Um, and the whole okay. viewing public bought into the idea that he was a woman. Um, in the musical, it takes place now in 2019, but instead of it being a soap opera, it's a musical. It's a musical. Yep. Um, he goes into audition for a Broadway musical, and they cast him as the as the as a supporting player in the musical, and then she, you know, the the character in drag starts changing the way the musical is perceived and starts you know driving everybody crazy. But then the changes end up being for the better. So it's literally what's happening in the movie, just in yeah. the world of musical theater as opposed to soap operas. Yes. Um, yes. Anyway, so apparently there's a lot of backlash now from the from the trans community saying that they find the marketing to be offensive, um, even though the show is... This is a tricky show. It's a tricky show because yeah. in 1982, you don't really... It's not a thought. It's not a thought at all, but now apparently it is. Yeah. And so it's going to be an interesting discussion to see how <clears throat> if Tootsie's going to change the marketing to accommodate uh, those in the community that are offended by the advertising. So we, yeah. sh- we yeah. shall see. Very, very interesting. However, I will say I love the show and I thought um, Sarah Stiles is brilliant, brilliant. Oh yeah, and wow. Santino Fontana's Tootsie and Lily Cooper is his love interest, taking yep. on the Dustin Hoffman, Jessica Lang roles, nice. uh, which is fabulous. Oh, you know what? I will say they actually made a, a really fabulous change. So in the movie, Charles Durning plays Jessica Lang's dad, who right. falls in love with Tootsie. Of course. Uh, like you would. You would. Oh, naturally. Um, and Charles Durning's performance in it is so fucking heartbreaking, and he's so good. They so, they don't have that character in the musical anymore. They sort of replaced <laughs> him with a reality star who's in love with Tootsie. And this mm-hmm. guy, I wish I'm so sorry. I'll tell you his name next week. It was so funny in this role as a reality star that doesn't have, like, a thought in his head. It is <laughs> The book, I can't tell you enough, if this does not win best book, I am going to burst into tears. You have to be there with Kleenex to wipe my tears away. No, don't hold me. Don't hold me. Just wipe wipe the tears away. Wipe the tears (laughs) away. Uh, Because if you hold me, I might punch you in the face when I jump for joy when Elaine May wins the Tony Award for Best Actress in a Play. And I don't want to hurt you. (laughs) No, I don't want to be hurt You're too precious to me. Have you seen what the Constitution means to me? 
No, but I'm, I, everyone is saying that this is so special. This is so such an important piece of theater. It really is. It you really love is. it. I, lo- I, I feel. I feel like. Little sunshine, little Mary Sunshine today, because I'm just saying I love everything. I loved yeah. it. I love, love, loved it. You know what else I love? What, Rob? Your favorite, favorite thing? Yeah. All right, let's yeah. do it. You ready for it? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so folks, after I, we've just babbled on for like half an hour, now we're going to get to our favorite things. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we go. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you can't me up to that, that, Rob. That was, that was uh, a little Merv Griffin for the young kids, because I know that always goes oh. over well. Ooh. <laughs> um, I discovered this YouTube channel and I am I am so over the moon and I have to write to this person to see what else they have. The, I was not aware of this until about a couple of weeks ago. There is a gentleman by the name of Ryan Keating, uh, okay. spelled R-I-A-N, Ryan R-I-A-N. Keating, R-I-A-N. Ryan Keating in the 80s. Um, hosted, I think, a public access show. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yes, please. On Channel C in Manhattan. And oh, the yeah. show is called Spotlight. And he sat down for half an hour and interviewed uh, people that were appearing on Broadway at the time. But, Kevin, much like we're doing now, he was interviewing not not huge stars, like supporting people. People okay. that most that would not be like booked on the Tonight Show or have a New York Times interview about them. So, guys, I want you to go to YouTube, and the channel is Ryan R I A N Keating K E A T I N G. So, I'm just going to name some of the people he interviews. Um, he interviews George Rose. He interviews BB Newworth in 1984. This is oh way, my gosh, way before she even really hits it big with Sweet Charity. Mary um, Testa. Mary Testa from 1986, Marge Champion, Meryl Louise, Kelly Bishop, uh, Milo O'Shea. Gwen Verdon. Uh, yeah, great interview with Gwen Verdon. Uh, Rhonda, Wanda Richard from 42nd Street. Um, oh, this Kate is amazing, Cole. Rob. Yeah, um, it's, it's Jane Cannell. There's a lot of people that, you know, Kevin and I are always like, oh, if they, you know, we would love to have had blah, blah, blah on the show because I'm sure they had great stories, but they oh passed way before we even started this. So people like... Um, uh, Jane Canal and people like George Rose, we would love to have sat down and talked to. So anyway, I think you should all go over to this channel. The episodes are 30 minutes each. Um, Ryan is still around. Um, oh, yeah. He's on Facebook. So I'm wondering if there's other interviews out there that he hasn't posted yet. These are I'm, I'm I had I've never seen these before. I'm absolutely amazed. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, well, and, and a lot of these people that he's interviewing later on to went on, uh, went on like the younger people went off to do like amazing things. Like he interviewed Kathy Bates um, talking about Night Mother. He interviewed, uh, like I said, B.B. Newworth even before she became successful in Chicago. Right. Um, I mean, not Chicago. I apologize. Sweet Charity in 1986. Yeah. So yeah. it's Quentin uh, Crisp. Wow. Terry and Hinton Battle, Cleavon Little, uh, Word Baker. Uh, Lori Noto, who produced the Fantastics for so many mm-hmm. years. Marge Champion. Wow. Kelly Bishop. Amazing. It's, it's, wow. re- it's really wonderful. And I'm assuming, if I understand this correctly, it, it must have been on either once a week or once a month. Um, I can't figure this out. So I'm going to Facebook message Ryan. Okay. And ask him and see what else he has. But the work that he did in the 80s is just incredible. Yeah, the the yeah. earliest interview on here looks like 1982, and the oldest looks like 1986. So we will, f- I will find out more information. But in the meantime, folks, please go on to YouTube, head over to Ryan Keating. That's R I A N Keating, K E A T I N G, and just go down this rabbit hole. And one of the things I'm really impressed with is how frank these interviews are. It doesn't feel like, oh, and then let me tell you a funny story about like working on 42nd Street. It's like he Wanda Richard talks about having an affair with Gower Champion, and Kay Cole talks very intimately about um, uh, what's what's been the struggles in her career and what she liked about a chorus line and what she didn't like about a chorus line. Yeah. It's yeah. very oh, a, a George Rose talking about what audiences how they should behave, how they shouldn't behave, what shows work, what shows don't. It's a very open discussion, I'm, and I'm very surprised by the candor these people have. But it's a testament, I think, to Ryan's ability as a host to draw people out of their shell yeah. or to give them a comfort level where they can be so open. So, yeah. Ryan, fabulous, fabulous, amazing, wonderful work. And I'm going to figure out what else is out there because, Ryan, if you need any help posting stuff, let us know. And in, in honor of Fossey Verdon, he posted this documentary from PBS called Steam Heat, um, which is about an hour or so long, talking about uh, Bob Fossey's legacy with great clips and great interviews. So go down this rabbit hole with Ryan Keating. It's really fabulous. He has 309 subscribers. I would love for that number to be 400 by the next time we talk. Amazing. Well done. Well, well done, Rob. That's a really, really good one. Well done, Ryan. Well done, uh, Ryan. Yeah, we have, thank you, Ryan. What about you? Uh, I uh, have an album that I would like to discuss. Um, this is a. Cl- I'm going to go uh, put my toe in the classical music realm, but it's still very much connected to our beloved musical theater. Uh, this is a, a piano album uh, with all piano music on it. Um, it is a three CD album. Uh, there are 36 individual composers uh, that have reimagined the work of the great. Stephen Sondheim. And this album is called Liaisons, uh, Reimagining Sondheim. It is, the pianist on it is, his name is Anthony Demare, or Demare, uh, D-E-M-A-R-E. Forgive me, please, for pronouncing it incorrectly. Uh, and he had commissioned uh, all these, well, world-renowned classical composers and musical theater composers uh, and pop writers to uh, reinterpret the different songs of Sondheim. So to give you an example of some of the people that are on this album, that they, they've arranged these songs for him to play on the album. 
uh, classical composers like William Bochum, uh, Nico Muli, who is a very young composer who just had uh, the Marnie uh, opera that was done at the Metropolitan uh, Opera uh, two years ago, I think. Um, uh, Steve Reich, who's everyone loves his music. Jason Robert Brown re, uh, reimagined uh, Birds of Victorian England. Uh, Duncan Sheik uh, has a, takes Joanna and calls it Joanna in Space. Um, Wynton Marsalis has a, a, he has the old piano role. I it, 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 Jake Heggie. Uh, it, anyway, it's there is all these songs of Sondheim that have been reimagined uh, in whatever vein that these classical writers and contemporary writers and musical theater writers interpret them. Uh, Send in the clowns. Uh, all these different songs of Sondheim that David Shire has uh, is, has a song on here um, that have been reinterpreted by these amazing. Uh, composers and i just i put it on and i i could not stop listening to it it was absolutely incredible because we know these tunes and if you know even if you don't know much about these individual composers you get to hear the flavor that they bring to all of these songs uh and i i just think it's absolutely incredible and sometime uh really it, it you know, uh, going back to that other album that that um, Cyril, Amy, uh, that I talked about, the, the jazz singer, and how Sondheim really th- wants to think of himself as much as a lyricist, but really a composer. I mean, that's he, he alphabetizes his albums by composer, not by song, you know, by show title. Uh, he thinks of the music first, and you really hear that in this work of of his, and interpreted by all these great artists, um, played by the great Anthony Demare, who's a, a concert pianist in, um, in in New York City and is a, a fantastic player. This album came out about like five years ago, I think, 2014. But it's just so worth a listen. And if you if you can buy it on Amazon or you can listen to it where you stream music. But I, I would love for you all to take a listen to this uh, Sondheim album because you really it's just it's just really awesome to hear his music interpreted in so many different ways. I'm looking at the website right now. The website yeah. is liaisonsproject.com. Yes, uh, it's all on there. Is this on uh, Apple Music? Do you know? It is. I, I believe so. Yeah, it's on. Uh, yeah, Amazon Music, uh, iTunes. It's on Spotify. Uh, I believe it's on all the places that you go to stream music. But it's. It is. I mean, I, I, the fact that he got all of these writers, uh, Ricky Ian Gordon, Duncan Sheik. Uh, it, it's really. The, I'm just amazed by it all that he was able to collect so many different gifted artists to you know reinterpret. And we're not talking like you know easy big note piano playing. We're talking very very complex writing. Uh, and you definitely hear like the Duncan Sheik yeah you hear his his effect on the music you hear Marsalis you hear like the jazz influence on it, it, it I, I just can't say enough about it I think it's really fun that um, I like crossing over I think that you know, it's so important that we support all different kinds of art forms, um, yeah. whether it be opera, whether it be classical music, whether it be because I think we're all trying to do the same thing. Uh, and I and I, the older I get, the more I appreciate the art that I think that I sort of didn't understand when I was a little younger, and I'm I'm appreciating it, appreciating it much more now. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. I just downloaded it. You see? Well done, I just Rob. Just downloaded well it. Done. I can't wait to listen to this. Oh, it's oh, he really has the fun. ladies who lunch on here. Oh yeah, it's it's and, and it's you know there's theme and variation and it's all that kind of thing you know and some of the songs are more tuneful than others but that's just the beauty of it all and yeah. it's yeah it's really fun I, I just can't recommend it enough and. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's really fun. It's a really fun album. Ooh, I'm always looking for something to play during brunch. Yeah, it, it is. It has that kind of it, – yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's definitely music that you can listen to in the background all, and also listen to in the foreground. I mean you can – there's there's a lot to interpret, especially it's on time. Hello. You can't go wrong. Background, foreground. Can I listen to it on the battleground? 
Exactly, Rob. I don't know if wars would be fun. Oh, no, may- maybe. Maybe both opposing sides would come together to enjoy fun time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if there's one thing warring countries love, it's a it's jazz Sondheim. arrangement of no one's love. <laughs> Really, really reminds everyone why we're here. Oh, thank you. Why we're here. This is great, Kevin. I I didn't even know this was existing. Good. I'm glad. It's fun. And I didn't know about Ryan Keating. I'm so excited to take a look at these interviews. I'm so excited to go down. Jump in. Uh, The first one I started with was um, George Rose. Okay. It it was really fascinating. He's interviewed at his house, but I don't see a tiger go by. As you, as you know, it was it was. Yes. Oh yes. Ed Dixon said there was a is t- a tiger a jaguar. We, we've something. asked other people. We've tried to get to the bottom of this. Who did I ask? And they were like, "No, what are you talking?" No. Oh, it was it was Gra- well, when we did our interview with Graziella Danielle. Yes, I asked her, and she goes, "Well, I never saw one, but <laughs> but but didn't make it sound like it was impossible." <laughs> Right. It was it was more like, oh, yeah, that could happen. I don't know. Yeah, that I didn't see yeah it. it could have been there. Yeah. I just never saw it. Sounds it sounds about right. It sounds about right, but yeah. The lion is listening and was very offended. <laughs> he's like, Grazi, oh. you and I used to go to Shea Josephine. <laughs> Shea Josephine, of course. The lion uh, then got his real estate license and is now a very successful broker up in Schenectady. He left, he left the business. Yes. He left the business. Onward and upward. On, onwards and upwards. All right. Well, that's, well, that's it for us. Hope have you a enjoyed Margot yep. Sappington's interview earlier. Oh, and uh, wasn't she interesting? Fascinating. Loved it. Yeah. Had a great time. Choreographer for Oak Calcutta? Mm. Scandal. Who was? I, can't, I think it was Clive Barnes in his review for Oak Calcutta who said the problem with doing an all naked musical is not everything stops when the music does. Right, right. I was like, that's a funny line. That's right? a funny line. <laughs> so good good for you, Clive. He's no John Simon, but we'll we'll call it a day. All right. Till next All right. time. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.